Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, binge master. Wait, binge master? I'm the binge master. Well, what are we talking about? Beer bongs? Not beer bongs, my friend. Premium television. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, oh, you know wow. me. You know Netflix me. Netflix and chill? Uh, Stars app? Oh. Cinemax <laughs> now? You know me. Premium <laughs> platforms. Holy cow. Binging. Do you, have, do you have Epic HD? You know I do, baby. Wait, epics HD. So I can see my Epics on the go. Oh, yeah. You won't catch me without uh, my Epics. You haven't seen Ben-Hur until you've seen it on a telephone. <laughs> That's right. Sitting in a bus station. Oh, no. My, my phone is Spartacus. <laughs> I say. Uh, yeah, so, Jesse, yeah. I've been binging, okay. baby. Okay, again, when you just say binging, mm-hmm. it makes me feel more worried than uh, happy. No, no, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, my weight is stable. Okay. I'm talking about premium TV. Okay. And as we know, big TV event coming up, um, and I just wanted to make sure I got caught up. Okay. So today, yeah, I went deep, got on my best sweatpants, my binging pants. Sure. Called up Grubhub, mm-hmm. said, I'm not leaving the house. You bring the grub to me. <laughs> right. Uh, hey, I'll let you do the work. Yeah, you do the work. I'm binging. I'm over here I can't binging. be interrupted. I'm on the food. Yeah. Relaxing. So I got caught I up. some food food. On. I think you have a real sofa, not a futon. But the, the point remains yeah. the same. But I do call it food food. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that part of it is correct. Well, everyone calls it food food. Oh, fuck, I can say I eat food food on my food food. <laughs> but I don't have a futon. Oh, I gotta get a futon. Anyway. You could just eat it off your foot foot instead of with your hands hands. Oh, yeah. That sounds unsanitary. Yeah, that is unsanitary. But today I got caught up on Yosemite Symphony. Holy cow. PBS's uh, <laughs> ultimate show uh-huh. that combines uh, theme-free images of Yosemite yep. set to classical music. Wow. And let me say, this season was cray. Really? Yes. I, what? Here's what I like about it, and I, yeah. haven't, I am not caught up. Oh, you got to get caught so, up. So, no spoilers. Okay. Well, you're going to get them for me because I read the books. What I like about it yeah. is that they'll kill anybody. Yeah. They'll kill a deer. Mm-hmm. They'll cure, kill a bear. Well, today we were introduced to fan favorite character mm-hmm. that all of us who read the books know about. Right. I've, I haven't read the books. I haven't even... I do. I read... I'll admit, mm-hmm. I read recaps on The Ringer. <sighs> well, you're not getting the nuance. Okay. But, again, Glenn Weldon spoiler, writes great spoilers, recaps for NPR spoilers, spoilers for Yosemite Symphony. Okay. This season they introduce fan favorite character, Baby Bison who has kind of red fur. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is a wow. Baby Bison who has kind of red fur stan account. I was here for it. You're a BB. I'm a BB. Yeah. WRF. That's Baby Bison with Red Fur. <laughs> great content. Great premium content. Sounds really good. And hey, if you have, and here's something I like after I watch a show. Yeah. I like to go down the wormhole. I like to get online. I have my phone up because I love a two screen experience. One right. of those screens is playing Yosemite Symphony. Yeah. PBS's number one show about. Themeless images of Yosemite set to classical music. Right. And then I like to have my phone open, and I like to be going down the wormholes and seeing Mm -hmm. what people are chatting about online. Fan theories. You know, interviews with the creators. 
So if anybody has any theories as to what's going to happen in this week's season finale of Yosemite Symphony, hit me up online. I actually love classical music TV, too. Yeah. So I will, and I'm also a two-screener. Mm-hmm. I'll watch Fantasia on mm. my TV, the classical music classic. Mm-hmm. And then on my phone, queue up Fantasia 2000. Ooh. Yeah. That's quite a two-screen experience. For some 21st century shit. And hey, just real quick, can I say that if, if the creators are listening, the creators of Yosemite Symphony are listening. Or Walt Disney. If Walt Disney is listening. Yeah. If you kill Baby Bison, who has kind of red fur, I will freak. You're going to freak I'm gonna out? I'm going to freak. You're going to freak? I'm going to freak out. Freak out? I'm going to have a total freak. So freak unless out. you want a freak sesh, freak out like chic. Unless you're gonna, if you, unless you want a freak sesh on your hands, yeah. Unless you want to call, give a phone call to Nile Rogers. Do not touch baby bison with kind of red fur. Oh God, let him. That's live. all. So that's all. We know we have business to get down. Can to. I say? Can I say one thing about baby bison? Yeah. It sounds like this little guy's just out here trying to do his thing. He was rolling around in the grass when they introduced him, and then they cut to an image of a woodpecker. And it was great. This is a baby bison with kind of red first stand account. Do you think that the people who do the editing have mm-hmm. access to both the audio and video track? <laughs> These seem unrelated. Okay. <laughs> they seem to be <laughs> concocted in two separate facilities and then married in a third facility. It's not like without any like... regard for any theme other than Yosemite. It's not like you hear like bump ba da da dum. Bum, 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 bum. And then there's like fish jumping out of the water. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. The music is not related to the images. That's how I like it. Dissonant. Themeless. Uh, my brother-in-law mm-hmm. was a park ranger at Yosemite. Oh, yeah? And uh, one time he had to chase a bear with a dart gun through the main encampment in his underpants. Great. Yeah. Put that on Yosemite Symphony. <laughs> God, that would be a great app. Yeah, it'll be a good app. That's like series finale shit, though, right? At least season finale. Yeah. I don't know. I got to see go see what Shea Serrano thinks. Who's that? Guy, the guy from The Ringer. Oh, okay. He writes the recaps uh, for The Ringer. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Should we introduce our guest on the I program? I would love to. Our guest on the program. No, I think the show's over. It's not going to get any better than that. Our guest on the program is uh, known as a stand-up comic. He's known as an actor on the Netflix streaming service, and now he's known is the co-creator and co-host of the smash hit Comedy Central program, The New Negroes. Please welcome Baron Vaughn. Hello. Hi. <laughs> it's nice to see you. Um, it's really good to be here. I am so entertained. <laughs> I've been in the room this entire time. Have you been watching time. something on your phone while we've Just been talking? trying not to laugh. Yes, it's something completely unrelated than what you were talking to. Okay. You were just having funny yeah. thoughts? I was just thinking, just in my own head, in a different dimension, a wormhole of my own past. Coincidentally, you came here straight from the dentist. That's true. And the nitrous is still wearing off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A real barren after the dentist situation. And the more I can feel my actual gums and how they actually feel, the less I'm, I'm finding it funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you said your brother used to, your brother-in-law? My brother-in-law used to be a, a climbing ranger at ah, Yosemite. Can you get, can you get, can your brother-in-law get Jordan a baby bison with kind of red furs autograph? Oh, I would love that. Are they, tell, tell me he's cool in person. Tell me he's cool in person. <laughs> That's if true. he's not, I don't want to hear it. Can I say, can I say something real quick? Yes. 
Probably, yeah. Ooh, that's but, amazing. you know, my friend Jordan's birthday's coming up. Oh. Wait, was it just your birthday? It was. Okay. But I have another one coming up. <laughs> if I don't die. Birthday <laughs> gifts, yet six months yeah. it was, in my book. <laughs> it, I'm, a, I'm one of those, it's my birthday month people. Yes, okay. It, it was just Jordan's birthday. I'm going to text my brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. He's a, look, <laughs> Max, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Wonderful mm-hmm. man. He's an architect. Ooh. Now, for, former park ranger. What, what, a, what an interesting what a life, life already. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text li- who Max. says there's no second acts? I'm going to text Max, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to ask him if, if he can get Jordan Baby Bison with Red Fur's phone number. Oh. For a... Uh, this sounds like it's like a setup well, I don't for us know. to go out. I don't know if you're seeing anyone right now, Jordan, <laughs> or seriously or yeah, casually. Sure. But, but um, you thinking you thinking Baby Bison with kind of Red Fur might be... Well, here's my problem. Could be it, molting. Well, it's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I was, We've established it's a baby. I was so hoping I think you were going to draw that line. At doing some point. A f- doing more of a bit yeah. that would lead to me fucking it right. mm. is probably. Mm. How do you feel? Let me ask you this question. Yes. How do you feel about bee milfs? <laughs> bison milfs? The bison mom? I'd like to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would prefer a bee mirror. A bison milf I'd like to ride. Mm. B. Miller. Mm. Mueller. Mueller. Nah, it's hard to pronounce. B. Well, B. Miller. Yeah, a B. Miller. Yeah. I would love to ride her. In the in a platonic way. Oh, right. of course. In of a kind course. of... Uh, a consensual... A beast of burden kind of way. Across the plains kind of yes, way. Yes. Consensual platonic riding. As Parliament once sang, swing down, sweet bison, stop and let me ride. <laughs> I have, yes. I've, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure that was exactly what it is, is but that it's, not exactly it's pretty close. Lyrics? Yeah. I feel like there was one word that was off, but... Yeah. How are you doing, uh, Baron Vaughn? Oh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, in... Uh, I guess I'm kind of loopy a little bit. I've been a little sick. Just oh, wow. got over it, luckily, and um, still taking a few medications, which... Ooh. Can... Let's talk about these medications. Oh, yeah. I'm quilling. Oh. I'll, just, I'll say, <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you if it's day or night. Whoa. Sounds like Baron's off that quill. Sure. I'm on that quilling, you know? A Netflix and quill. That's nice. what I do. That's what I do. That's why you invited Baron Vaughn on the show. You the, From we... the show, Grace and Frankie, <laughs> Baron Vaughn. <laughs> Um, I learned yes. when we were having a little pre-show chat, mm-hmm. you do a pretty good Kermit the Frog impression. Oh, do you thought it was good? <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> Baron, yes. is Kermit the Frog here right now? When you rule, it's kind of weird, and you wish that you weren't there. It's good. It's pretty solid. Yeah. That's a nice piece of business, Baron. You should work that into your act. I'm going to try. <laughs> People are just clamoring for those Kermit references. <laughs> you should do that on your new show. Um, that's a, That actually was something I wanted to do on the new show. <laughs> I wanted to do a bit where we get heckled. And then um, a, Wald- a Stadler and Waldorf type character shows up and heckles the heckler, and then a different heckler comes and heckles the heckler of the heckler. It was just going to be a, a kind of a heckling wormhole kind of a situation, just a Fibonacci sequence of heckling. <laughs> Um, but it didn't, uh, then totally, was, totally it wasn't right. <laughs> see, hey, season two, like, season two. Then there was we'll like see. another meeting where they were like, how about instead we just, uh, uh, we see what Danny Brown looks like in business casual. Yes. Yes. And when he, when his head opens up or when someone's mouth opens up, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, 
show's great. <laughs> it's out there. It's kind of kind of amazing. With another friend of ours, the great Open Mike Eagle. Yeah. The other co-host of the program. Yes. Speaking of Jordan Jesse Go connections, I also learned that uh uh Baron, you went to college with last week's guest, Liz, Liz Feldman. Or not uh, with, but at the sa- the same school, yes. Yeah. Boston University. Mm-hmm. We both went to Boston University. We were in the same improv troupe. Different eras. Different eras. Uh you know, she she was she, in the vaudeville. Era. She was in the Phil Hartman era. I was in, <laughs> I was in the Horatio Sands area. No, ah. um, yeah, she was there a little bit before me. But there, yeah, there was an improv troupe in, in college that I had heard about her when I got there. They're like, oh, Liz Feldman, she was really funny, really funny. She still is funny. She's just not at the school anymore. Sorry <laughs> to bring her up in past tense. That would be a pretty baller move to like have the career that Liz Feldman has had. You know, writing on. Ellen creating these shows, yes. and then, but also to commute back to Boston to still do shows with your college improv troupe. <laughs> that would be amazing. I wonder if it exists anymore, that improv troupe. so important to me when I was in it. Oh, yeah, sure. We went to our college's 50th anniversary or something like that. It was some, some big deal. Maybe it was the, the radio station's anniversary of your... 30th anniversary. It oh. was the radio station, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So we went back to the radio station, and when we were there, we saw a flyer for our college improv group. Oh, yeah. We did not go to the show. But it's still kicking. Yeah. It's still kicking. You know that you, you Because of the, the you... strong groundwork that we laid. Yes, exactly. Yes. Solid foundations. What if someone had a crazy job? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. What if a scene we saw were redone in the style of a Western? Howdy, partner. And then someone... How's things in Westeros? <laughs> <laughs> now, our college improv troupe, we were in the theater school, so oh. that, but more <laughs> but more theater or musical references. Oh, yeah. A little, little, little assassin's humor, maybe. Yes, exactly. A little, a little Victor Garber. Yeah, what if Sondheim had written Cats? <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, it would be a better musical. Hey! <laughs> Boom! Sorry. Not an Android Weber fan. Sorry, a Sondheim is king. Sorry to come out here and say not an Android Weber fan. Not wow. a BL. Not an ALW kind of guy. Wow. You know what, Baron? Yes. Fuck Andrew. Oh, Weber. that's right, sir. <laughs> You've been served. How anyway, about this? sir, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Andrew Lloyd Weber, Jordan here. <laughs> hey, hey, Andy. Hey, sir, Andy. I think the one about the trains is pretty good. Wait, what's over there? Starlight Express. Starlight Express. Starlight Express. They're living trains who have a race around the world. Yeah, he saw Transformers and he was like, (laughs) what if they were on roller skates and it was a musical? Wait, Starlight Express is about living trains. Living trains who have a race around the world. Do the trains sing songs? Yes. Yes. It's a musical. The Starlight Express. It's pretty good. Is the name of like a weird, legendary, magical train (laughs) (laughs) that trains the main train. Oh, the train trains the train. Yeah. Um, Rusty, if I remember correctly, because I remember the the song Starlight Express, also it launched Jane Krakowski's career. Oh, well, well, we have Jane, we have that so, to thank for Jane Krakowski. Yeah, that's true, one of our a finest. Net good in the world. Mm-hmm. I could sing the song, but I'm not gonna. Can Kermit the sing the song? song? Starlight Express, <laughs> Starlight Express, are you there? Yes or no? Pretty that's good. The, that's the song. That's the song. What kind of what kind of theater did you do in college? Oh man, all kinds of theater. Um, our school, our theater school, was like structured in a very specific way, where they kind of like 
wanted to break you of everything that you thought was acting from a high school. Mm. It's essentially what they were like. Sure. Okay, okay, you bunch of 18-year-olds. Right. You think it's all about memorizing lines, right? Heartbroken. Just kind of like almost like they were doing like, you know, back-breaking sort of moves, but emotionally. Right. Um, stuff that I now look back at and I go like, I was 18. What did What did I know? Sure. It's only recently I've started to kind of learn what I learned there. But I look back at it and go like, Hey, you 18-year-old, uh, Blanche Dubois, one of the most complex uh, characters ever written. Figure it out. <laughs> right. But I have no life experience. That's kind of what theater school was like. Hey, 18-year-old, do some Shakespeare. That's right. Oh, forsooth. Mm-hmm. So we did scene study stuff first, and then we kind of went into Shakespeare my junior year. Mm-hmm. And it was like you had to study it in like different eras, contemporary drama, modern drama, all this stuff, kind of learning the history of theater as you go along. And the styles of acting and all this crap. Crap. A lot of crap. <laughs> I had a great time. Yeah. I excelled. <laughs> sure. You you hoped every day that one day you would move to Los Angeles and someday meet Liz Feldman. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a legend. But I go, is it a, was it a real thing? <laughs> was it a real thing to study it in a sort of a weird way? Anyway, I wish I do kind of wish I studied something else. I think that is a fair question to ask of all theater education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think there's some important lessons. There are. If you don't show up on time, nobody else can do their job. <laughs> Depends. Depends on what the job is. Said the guy, by the way, who was 20 minutes late today. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a certain amount of act like this animal. Right. Yeah, that stuff is really interesting. I mean, you know, to be honest, it could be very spiritual. It's almost like all theater training is Buddhism in disguise. Hmm. You have to contemplate what it means to be in the moment because we got a show to do. Hmm. So you kind of stumble into Eastern thought in a kind of a Did weird way. Did you learn the most important lesson of theater school, how to do your own old age makeup? No, man. That, that's why I'm, I'm wondering if there are even theater schools anymore. The key is chiaroscuro. <laughs> the light and the dark. Thank you for telling me. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Yeah. That kind of era ended weirdly. They used to teach you to do your own makeup in yeah. theater school. We weren't that. Did we, you learn any uh, skills? Uh, Sometimes you learn skills. No, circus skills, maybe? Circus skills, sword play, yeah. horseback riding. I, I did learn some sword fighting Knife and dagger really? kind of sword fighting kind of stuff. The old knife and dagger, sir. Yeah. A lot of clowning stuff, how to do pratfalls and, and rolls, barrel rolls and stuff like that. You've like you've like been in a lot of stuff. Like you've had a good <laughs> career. You like pop up and stuff. It's yeah. it's uh it's jarring for a lot of people. Do you feel this like guy works? Yeah. Do you feel like you use it? Do you ever like when you're doing something for Grace and Frankie or whatever, do yeah. you remember something from college and go, oh, I can use this? Oh, definitely, 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 especially with stand-up. I actually use a lot of my oh, theater school stuff mm-hmm. in stand-up, just kind of like ways to think about getting into a character or ways to think about what someone I interacted with might have been thinking. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes stand-up is like, I was walking down the street and this guy said this thing. Who is that guy? <laughs> Theater school can help me figure that question out sometimes. Oh, who is that guy? And also, who is this guy pointing to yourself? There you go. Like, you know, Seinfeld famously said, who are these people? Theater school is like, and what makes them tick? Mm, You know what I mean? Yes. What makes them be that? (laughs) Where is their pain located? Sure. In their back or in their jaw? Uh, Speaking of Jerry Seinfeld, do you guys ever watch the television program Jerry Seinfeld? (laughs) Uh, Not Seinfeld show, uh, 
cars and coffee. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, uh-uh. uh, it's a it's a pretty good show. I enjoy yes. it pretty well. Funny a, peeps eating peeps. Yeah. I, yeah, even if it is great, I have a no vanity interview show <laughs> for myself. As an as- aspiring vanity interviewer myself, <laughs> uh, I feel like I need to survey the. Sure, the no, scene. I get it. You gotta, you know. Got to know what's out there. Uh, unfortunately, but I'm sure it's, I've heard that it is great, and there's great people on it. So but, a, you know, there, you got to have principles for there, yourself. There's a lot of fun in the program, and uh, there, you know, you you couldn't ask for a a, a greater stand-up comic than mm-hmm. the great Jerry Seinfeld, the true genius of his field. Watching it, you, and it might just be like it might just be the like space between reality and the space between fiction and nonfiction mm-hmm. when he knows a camera is there but i kind of don't think so you just see jerry seinfeld not caring about the humanity of the other people present just purely operating 1000% as a joke creating machine. Mm-hmm. You can just Ooh. see all the information going inside to Jerry Seinfeld and him sorting it as potential joke, not potential joke, Ooh. then refining the thing that's called potential joke into perfect joke. Yes. And then like, great news. This interaction worked. I thought of a joke. <laughs> I thought of a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is one of the things that we all do. Yeah. We all are trying to figure that out in some sort of way. But he is, um, you know, I, mean, I want to say he de- kind of defined an era in some way. It feels like a pure uncut act with Jerry Seinfeld. Mm. Like you're just like, this man was put on earth to do one thing and one thing <laughs> only. Like his family is incidental to it. His special white shoes are incidental <laughs> to it. Like all things are just like he's just like he just like sees a carpet and he's like, OK, carpet jokes, carpet jokes, carpet jokes. You and know figures I mean? it out. Yeah. It's a fine-tuned instrument that guy's got. It's amazing. It's an amazing thing to watch. <laughs> I enjoy watching it very much. And so that made you – theater school made you think of that because you're thinking about technique. You're mm, thinking about sure. craft. Mm-hmm. Am I right? I remember having the thought when Jordan and I were just out of college and doing sketch comedy. I remember we were working on a sketch and I remember having the thought, am I a monster if I say – I think something I learned in Commedia dell'arte would be useful <laughs> Like really debate, really going over it until it was a nice, smooth wow. sea pebble. Mm-hmm. Now I'm so curious as to what that thing could have been. It was something about entrances, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Wow. You have to enter with a, 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 a definitive posture. Exactly. You have, to have a, you have to cut a silhouette yeah. so people know that hit, you're... Hit a zero, as it is called. An emboldened servant. Commedia. But yeah. this is a time-honored technique that we have seen the Marx Brothers do, that we have seen Jerry Lewis do. Jerry Lewis. Jerry Jerry Lewis. No, not Jerry Lewis. We're talking about ethnic caricature? (laughs) No, I'm talking about big entrances. Nonsense blathering? (laughs) I'm talking about big entrances, like physical comedy. Because Camita Dalarte is very physical. Eddie Murphy we've seen do that. Steve Martin we've seen do that. Yeah. Where they make big, like a big entrance sort of a situation, right? Yeah. I'm just saying that like... It's all been done mm-hmm. in a kind of a weird way, right? Because yeah. I think the comedy technique is trial and error. So anything that I learned in theater school was learned was written a book written by someone who applied trial and error and said, "I think it's this," and they wrote it five hundred years ago. Have you ever done a pratfall in a professional context? Um, yes, yes, I have. I have done a pratfall in a professional context. Was there a person there to tell you how to do it, or was did you rely on your training? I relied on my training because nobody told me to do anything. Everyone was like, uh, can you? And I kind of showed them that I could do it. And they were like, oh, thank the Lord. We didn't think about nice. that until right now. Sword play? Have you ever had to do sword play? Um, no. In a professional context? Knife and dagger work? I wish. 
Uh, hey, if you're out there and you're casting one of those knife and dagger shows, hey, if you got a Baron Bond thing about ready a comedian, to work. a comedian who's like, you know what, I'm going to become an Olympics champion in the sport of epi or whatever, <laughs> saber or foil, guys. I mean, I don't hate it. I was all I was all foil at the time. Mm. Yeah. I did knife and dagger work professionally for a little while. I was kind of down on my luck. What is that? I met a <laughs> yeah, few duels dowagers. Oh, yeah. Oh. And uh, I kind of fell backwards into a career of knife and dagger. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, you fucked them. Oh. <laughs> no. I, see, Good I think what God. people who aren't here couldn't see was when the, Jesse said knife and dagger, he yes. was doing a wink. And I think what he was getting at is he fucked yeah. them. Yeah, the dowagers. The, yeah, you give, giving it to the old dowager. <laughs> right in the old dowager hole. <laughs> hey, hey, Brett. I see a couple dowagers over there. How'd you like to give them the old knife and dagger? Hey, your knife, I'm dagger. <laughs> together, we're the dowager fucking brothers. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, gross, we're brothers. Do we do it together? <laughs> In the same room. Oh. It gets us hard. Well, this is getting worse and worse by the minute, buddy. <laughs> but as long as nobody fucks a baby buffalo, <laughs> we're gonna be fine. Oh, but get a load of that B-milf. <laughs> oh my goodness! Callbacks, uh, McGill. That's our. That's our. Theater I love training. That's our. Yeah, I, I analyzed the play. shit out of that yeah. just for my theater school training. Like I saw how you dropped into these characters, who <laughs> right, these people were, right. how they set their jaw. It started with the big entrances that you guys made. Yes. Very commedia, very Capitano. Am I right? For me, <laughs> You're a real Capitano. I was Il Dottore, but oh, very close. Il Dottore, of course, sure. very, very different. Yeah. I, for me, <laughs> made it Podcasting starts with physicality. Mm. <laughs> yes, so yes. I'll spend mm. hours mm. just at the mall. You know, like I'll be, I'll go to the Grove and yes. just watch people, right. see how they hold their mm-hmm. bodies. What what part of their body do they leave? Mm-hmm. Their story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When I listen to a podcast, I, I'm always thinking like, what, what? How are they moving? Mm. How is that informing these bits? I also love to talk to the very old. <laughs> sure. Ask them about their lives. Mm-hmm. What were your hopes? Huh? What were your dreams? What? <laughs> <laughs> Is an example. Do you need to be fucked <laughs> if you are a dowager? You need a little knife and dagger one. Right. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. God, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I am so tired. You know why? Mm. Well, I'm a small business owner. Yeah, I know. So you've probably just been hiring all day. God, all I do is hire. I wish there was an easier way to hire. I'll tell you what I've been doing. What? I go to the mall mm-hmm. and I pass out lollipops <laughs> to children. Oh, well, okay. I can think of a. I'll, I'll wait, you know what? I'll wait till the end to give you notes. And they say, "Have your mommy and daddy mm-hmm. call Maximum Fun." <laughs> Is that a good way to hire Jesse? I'll be honest with I'm you. Getting a lot I'll of be honest with you. Candidates. No, it's not. Here's oh, what you need to do. Shit. There's a website I want to point you, the small business owner, to. It's ziprecruiter.com slash This is on the web. Okay. ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. Same web as ESPN Sports Zone. Sure, the very same. The fogdog.com web. <laughs> Everything. That is on the web uh-huh. is also something okay. that is ZipRecruiter. Oh, yeah. no, 
I get now it. Now you understand. Because that made sense. So how does ZipRecruiter work? Here's what you do. You go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. ZipRecruiter is going to send your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. Thank God, because that's not enough. They're going to use powerful matching technology. They're going to scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. This it's is so, so much better than my fucking lollipop It's thing. so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. It took me months of passing out lollipops before we hired Brian. Did we have a song for them? <laughs> when a problem comes home. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. No. The zips come out at night. The zips come out at night. There you go. The zips come out at night. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Jordan, we're headed out on tour. We sure are. Starting June 12th, we Tickets are starting to sell out. I just got an email from Minnesota and Chicago that say they're perilously close to selling out. So, yeah, if you live in any of these places, go ahead and get those tickets now. Don't wait to... Get them day of, because you might be left out. Can I say this, frankly? Hmm. Cop them ducats. Cop the ducats. Go online. Get the ticks. Don't wait to get them at the door or whatever. You know what I learned when I went to a baseball game in Mexico? What? They don't even really have advanced tickets in Mexico. Oh, my gosh. Think about the privilege that you have. As an as an American, right to buy tickets to things ahead of time. All more of than our two shows, days ahead of time. all of our shows are in America. Yeah, we'd love to perform in Mexico if Mexico would have us. God, I would love to perform in Mexico. Uh, June twelfth, Minneapolis. Think we could get booked on Plantanito. I hope so. That guy's fucking amazing. That would be great. June twelfth, we'll be in Minneapolis with Bill Corbett, Kevin Murphy, and Mike Nelson from Rift Tracks. Uh, Chicago, June 13th, with Courtney Enlow and Jesse's DJ set. Yeah, I bought a special box to bring my records in. June 14th, in Seattle, Washington. June 15th, in Portland, Oregon. June 26th, the Bell House in Brooklyn, with Ted Leo. Ted Leo. June 27th, Boston, Massachusetts, with Ted Leo and Lamont Price. The great Lamont Price, very funny man. Uh, June 28th, with Glenn Weldon, our best bud. And June 29th, Austin, Texas, with Griffin and Rachel McElroy. Should we probably book guests for Seattle and Portland? We know people there. We sure will, and they'll be great. Yeah, MaximumFun.org slash SummerBoysOfSummer. That's MaximumFun.org slash SummerBoysOfSummer for all those dates and your ticket links. Oh, we want we want to mention uh, one quick thing. We had a call last week, and some of you may have heard the little thing that I recorded on my phone the night that the show came out. But uh, somebody gave us their pronouns. They were they, them pronouns. And somehow all four of us who were sitting here and then Brian, when he was putting together the show, just completely missed them. And we misgendered that person copiously in our response to the call. And we heard about it shortly thereafter and just felt like real monsters. Yeah, that's definitely something that we want to do right for our callers. And it was like really cool uh, of the caller to, you know, tell us what they preferred. And the fact that we missed it was a real boneheady on our part. Uh, we're sorry. And uh, Lauren, that great caller, was nice enough to let us leave it in the show. Yeah, we, uh, we talked really to cool. them. They they actually we, we actually said, well, maybe we'll take it out. And they were like, well, I liked being on Jordan Jessica. So you can leave it in there. And I said, I'll, I'll put it in a little thing. Yeah. So definitely, definitely thank you to them. And thank you for uh, the people who let us know in nice, cool ways. I mean, it's every single person. Let yeah. us know in a nice way. Yeah, it was it's really cool. And it's definitely like something that 
maybe we deserved to be shouted at for a <laughs> yes. little bit more. Yeah, it was pretty stupid of us. Yeah, so so definitely, like, just thank you to everybody involved. And, yeah, we will definitely do our best uh, to get that stuff right in the future. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Baron Vaughn, that is me. Hello, you. <laughs> Hello, we. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed the dismount. Oof. Thank you, brain. Right <laughs> in the clutch. What if Stephen Sondheim <laughs> was the guest on Jordan, Jesse Go? Mm, Jordan, I went for Mandy Patinkin for some reason because of Sunday in the Park with George. Right. Sondheim. I would love it if you were Mandy Patinkin right now. <laughs> oh, oh. That was my. That's this is not anything like Manny Patinkin. God, I'd love to have the Patinkin here. For <laughs> one of these days. One of these days. Just the Patink. One of these days, he'll promote, promote, be promoting his vanity interview web series and need to make the rounds. Man, what if I interviewed people in a different place? Yeah, in a different place. You know, uh, <laughs> Al- Alfred Molina. What? Alfred Molina's one of uh, Alfred Molina's uh, children has a standing appointment in the same hallway as my therapist's office. No, oh. uh, I don't. I don't believe it's a therapy office. I don't think I'm. I'm giving away anybody's mm-hmm. mental health state, but uh, it's an uh, office building. But yeah, it's like an office. A lot building. of off. A lot of business going on in that building. Alfred Alfred Marie, Molina sits on this little park bench in the hallway. Mm-hmm. When I go to and from therapy, I kind of like to check in with him. <laughs> Sometimes I think I, I could probably talk him into coming on Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah, you not probably sure could. about it. Yeah. Not confident. You about probably it, could. But... You yeah, could be like, "Loved you in Fiddler." Start there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Doc Ock. <laughs> you want to come on a podcast? Um, hey, you, you want to do a little s- s- <laughs> knife and dagger work with me, buddy? Yeah, you know any dowagers, Melina? <laughs> Point us in their direction. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think if you got him when he was promoting something, you know, like yeah. if he was doing the rounds or something already, yeah. I think that'd be, that'd be good. That'd we be good. Get Melina in here, right? What is he up to, even, it's Alfred ton, Melina? He's a ton of fun. That's what he's up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, well, that's good. That's just a given. He's got his hallway work. That's just a given, but is he anything coming up he needs to promote? Like a Comedy Central series. (laughs) Exactly. Like something that I am here to promote. Exactly. Does Melina have anything going on? Like my show, New Negroes, Comedy Central, Fridays at 11, you know? There it is. There's that plug. We should mention executive producer of your show is Alfred Melina. (laughs) Yes. Alfred Melina, executive producer of our our show. He's got his tentacles and everything. Hey, Doc Ock reference. Hey, love it. And uh, Benji Melina, the Cardinals catcher. That's right. Yadier Melina. Benjamin Stark over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, um, Alfred Molina. We work together. <laughs> we never. I'm done with that. That's how I end a bit. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. So anyway, yeah, you obviously else, state the premise. What else is in the news? Uh, so Jordan, yes. we've been we've been doing this segment on the show where we where we get to know our audience through polling, mm-hmm. uh, which is something we worked a little bit on how to reformat the show. We worked with Dick Morris a little bit, the mm-hmm. legendary political consultant. Yeah. He suggested we do more polling mm-hmm. to get to know our audience. <laughs> Uh, soccer moms is the answer. Sure. Soccer moms. <laughs> Minivan dads. We're going to do a lot of orange slice material. Oil uncles. <laughs> Oil uncles. Mm-hmm. No, he, he said oily uncles. Oh, okay. <laughs> like unguent sure. uncles. Oh, you, you thought it meant like uncles who have like a business where they like ship Unctuous. olive oil. Yeah. Or, S- yeah. Single country of origin olive oil right. uncles. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
uh, extra virgin uncles. <laughs> yeah. Evo. <laughs> Uh, extra virgin nephews. It's mm. <laughs> too much disappointment right there. So we've been we've been finding learning more and more mm-hmm. about our audience through this process. Yeah, having them call in and just asking specific questions and comparing the answers. Mm-hmm. So uh, last week on the program we had the great Liz Feldman on. Yeah, and Liz Feldman and the two of us each came up with one question we'd like to ask the audience. It was something that they've done. Mm. What, my question was, I asked if anyone in the audience had used karate in real life. <laughs> so not in a karate dojo, but on the streets. Hit the streets is this year's slogan. <laughs> yeah. So makes a lot of sense. Could I, they also be doing it in a municipal building? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, sure. Or on a city bus, I, like, a, like a guardian angel. <laughs> yeah, good place Little to do some berets. karate. Now, have you, in your theater training or otherwise, have you ever studied any uh, karate, the art of the open hand? I mean, I haven't, but I empty have hand, had the theater me, to hand. save my life at some times. That's right. Where someone was like, give me your wallet. I did a little Richard Third. They were like, you know what? I'm so moved. <laughs> you know, I feel like I owe you for this. Last night, yeah. a DJ saved my life. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oof. So, Jordan, what was your question? My question was, how many people in our listening audience have interacted with someone who had something to do with Buffy the Vampire? <laughs> who worked on Buffy the Vampire? Who worked on Buffy the Vampire? Did TV we series. ultimately decide that we were including... Uh, yeah, we also including the comic books. Oh. So if you know... TV series, comic books, and the movie as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess they're right. There is the, the first feature film mm-hmm. upon which the TV show was based. I've met Paul Rubens. So there you go. So I'm right ahead of the game. Boom. Um, I'm just hoping it leads to someone who had a sexual liaison with David Boreanaz. That's oh, what I'm yeah. shooting for is a hot Boreanaz liaison. Whoa, talk about knife and dagger work. David Boreanaz, that's right. What was the name of the role that he played? Uh, it was Angel. Yeah, I was at a party once and my wife was very pregnant and he walked by us and he put his hands on her stomach and said, oh, God bless you. This is beautiful. <laughs> and I meant, I, and he walked away and I leaned okay. into my wife and I said, I should have said, thank you, Angel. <laughs> thank you for the blessing, you Angel. <laughs> That is funny that he's just into pregnancy. He's just so stoked about the miracle of he pregnancy. He was. He, he didn't even look at me. He was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> then, like, walked away. Did he ask first? No, but okay. we were like, but we were looking at him like, "Hey, there's, there's sure. there he is." I mean, I think you know, in general, we should maybe say that you know, maybe touching ask. a pregnant woman probably something you should ask. <laughs> but you know, sometimes you're just you're David Boreanaz, and you're it, so overwhelmed. He's no angel. That's he's it, no that's true. <laughs> More of a spike if you ask me. Hey. Meow. So I'm ahead of the game as well on that. Uh, how about more of a glasses guy? Uh, what are you talking about? The glasses guy from Buffy the Vampire. <laughs> oh, Giles? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He's more of a glasses guy. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Liz Feldman, mm-hmm. she, she wants to know who has eaten something in their fridge despite it having a little bit of mold on it. Ooh. And I was like, including hard cheese? Because that's going to be everybody. Hmm. Everybody sliced a little mold off their hard cheese and then ate it. Disgust is a very interesting thing. I can't eat any cheese. <laughs> really? Lactose intolerant? Um, I'm allergic to dairy. Slightly oh, wow. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slightly different, I found out, in all of the hard ways. Mm. Um, and without hard cheese, um, sometimes with. But, uh, yeah, so I can't even answer that. I mean, I bread, bread... Is one of those things that you slice off the mold from Have the piece of bread. Have you sliced the mold off a bread. piece of bread and then yeah. eaten the rest of the bread? Yeah, definitely. 
I don't think I've done that. If it if the bread feels like the texture is still soft, yeah. Sometimes you can you know you slice off the mold and you touch it and you're like, oh, this is very stale and you don't eat it. Mm-hmm. Or, or you make it into croutons. <laughs> no, still no. Okay, you won't Fair do enough. it. But I can't eat bread anymore I guess either. You're really not making any French onion soup? <laughs> I'm not. Not. I'm sorry. Classic Caesar salads off the table, Jordan. Yeah. Oh, man. That's quite a layered joke. All the all the steakhouse starters. <laughs> it's a layered soup. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Wee <laughs> wee, it is. So uh, uh, Brian Fernandez, our producer, is over there. He's got his own little microphone that we let him use. Uh, Brian, tell us a little bit about what came back when we asked oh, this question. Oh, actually, yeah, ahead, I maybe wanted to say before we get into the the uh, the results, um, we've been talking about what 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 name we should give oh, this thing. Oh, thank you, Jordan. And we had some pretty good suggestions on Twitter, but one stood out from uh, listener at Ghost Tabby, be either Ghost Stabby or Ghost Tabby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't know. Um, I cannot say. So it's like an. An abbey where all the monks got murdered? Yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know about the quality of this account. The name worries me. Yeah. I would say maybe make sure that they don't have an anime avatar before yeah. following them. <laughs> yeah. Not not a guarantee that it's going to be a bad account, but that's often the case. 60-40. Often the case. Uh, nothing against anime. Nope. Uh, beautiful. Um Moving. Moving. Often. <laughs> Grave of the Fireflies, etc. But I'm just saying, when it comes to Twitter avatars, you got to watch out. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Uh, so Ghost Stabby gave the suggestion, which I thought was very good, that we call this segment Call a Seum. Spelled C-A-L-L. Seum. A Seum. Because we take calls. I had previously <laughs> suggested we call it the Newseum, mm-hmm. uh, which is the name of. Uh, News Museum in Washington, D.C. Oh. But then I realize it's probably not a good idea to name it after a museum in Washington, D.C., which also right. I had also suggested we call it the Smithsonian. Yeah. <laughs> it really just has nothing to do with the segment, yeah. too. So I think that maybe that hurts. Sackler that hurts Gallery? It. Is that yeah. something we could use? Maybe. International Spy Museum? <laughs> yes. I feel like you can't call that this bit, like this this segment, right. something that's already existed. Yeah. It's going to confuse people on the internet. It no, will. Okay. Oh, Museum Museum of Psychiatry, the Scientology <laughs> Museum, museum that warns yes. about yes. yes, industry of death, an industry yes. of death. Yes. Guys, I, Baron, I hear you yeah. saying that we shouldn't, but I do have one that I think I think this will settle the debate. I, I have my doubts. Coliseum is good, but what about Guggenheim Bilbao? <laughs> <laughs> yes, now it's time for a classic. You know <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yes, you're, you're right. right. You're that's a winner. That's what we're yeah. calling it. So Coliseum, I think that's a good name. Yeah. Because they're duking it out. They're duking it out with calls. Yeah. <laughs> and emails. Like a Christian and a lion. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know what happened. You know, you, Baron, yes. in between segments, you mentioned that. That I'm interested in ancient Rome. Really yeah. into ancient Rome. <laughs> what can you tell us about the real Coliseum? Um, well, it was a place that was, um, they did games there. Mm. Did they think it was mm. unfair that one guy got a net and a trident, which are like barely weapons? <laughs> it depends. It seems like there were, you know, 
favorites were played. Favorites right. were played. That was that was their version of Netflixing and chill. Was mm. going to watch people murder each other sure. for their pleasure. And you know, it was a big thing for whoever threw the games mm. because you had to fund the games and you had to design the games. Mm-hmm. And if people liked your games, it meant that they were going to like you. And oh, some people wow. rose to political power because of Vietnam. throwing great games. When you said it's a, it was a big thing to throw the games at the mm-hmm. time, I thought you meant lose on purpose, which is to say just like let someone <laughs> chop off your head. Right. That's boxing from the 30s. Yeah, that's okay. that's <laughs> prohibition era boxing. Very different. Got it. Okay. So, uh, Brian, what's uh, to give us a little tour of where we're at here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so one ran away with it. Oh, wow. Uh, Hold he, on. Do you have any – now, Baron, do you yes. have a prediction as to which one of these – Ran away with it. Uh, no. <laughs> I do not. I think because of my hard cheese thing, I'm going to say it's the moldy food. It's got to be. Yeah. I think moldy food is not only going to win this, yeah. but just be so far and away, should far and away blow away everything else we've mm. done. I mean, I think right now. Do you think that Doctor Who has ever eaten moldy food? <laughs> yeah. That would, that would uh, assure that our listeners. Earlier, we asked about how many of our listeners owned fezes, and it turns out Doctor Who has a fez. And so we have thousands. We have Uh, our audience is so full of Doctor Who cosplayers (laughs) that they have it for the costume. Yeah. And Uh, it wasn't like the one Doctor Who didn't always wear a fez. It's just in one episode he wore a fez. And that was enough for fezes to like fire hose the composition. Jumpstart the industry again. That's called devotion. That's what that's called. Uh, Brian, yeah, I don't know if if we have like an all time list for this going, but is the all time one submarine at this point? Yes, in a submarine. Subs of the champ. Subs, we're in like uh, uh, the, the mid 300s for subs. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that I, it could be in the course of one week, moldy food has beat subs. Yeah, I think I that's mean, a possibility. It sounds like Baron has made a sub with moldy <laughs> food. <laughs> I have, yes. Sure. That would be a fun. Be a fun sub. I threw it away immediately afterwards. Right, you made it though. I just wanted to, you know, take a picture of it. We'll squeeze of because I like likes. Squeeze of right. We did manage to talk Liz into excluding foods that are moldy on purpose, mm. like a Rockford cheese. <laughs> intentional mold. Yes, yeah, intentional this is mold is out. Mold through aging or wheat lacoche mm. or corn smut. <laughs> okay, I don't That's... think we specifically Brian. If we got any wheat lacoche answers, can you cross those out? Yeah, I'll cross. If if those come through, we we did not yeah, uh, get them so out of we, there. We actually didn't get any I, of those. But if we did, I'd cross them right out. Not even one wheat lacoche, <laughs> huh? No, not one. I got to say, I'm really impressed with uh, how quickly you're coming up with things that to have mold in them on purpose. Thank you. He's a real mold head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, okay. let's. Yeah. So let's. Yeah. So do we have any calls on the matter? Anything particularly interesting? Yeah. Let's do. Well. Um, Let's see. I can – let's do a call. He uh, ticked a couple of boxes, and he has kind of uh, saved up a bunch here, uh, has done a bunch of things on our on our Coliseum list. Hold on one second. Don't save this up. This isn't a no-fap situation. Call in when we ask you. And hey, just fap once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you, a fapper's got a fap. Fapper's you know I mean? got a fap. We're not saying we're, we're demanding that you fap, but if you feel like you want to fap – just fap. Just fap. It's not a big deal. So how, it's how we were made. Mm, right. We're designed to fap. Mm-hmm. Built for fapping. <laughs> <laughs> not for speed. Not for speed. Well, <laughs> although, 
But you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta vary the speed sometimes. Yeah. And I think the Beatles were speed fapping. They got <laughs> that speed fapping competition with each other, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. Oh, right, when the Beatles masturbated. I don't think that was that wasn't speed. speed that was just a group fap. Okay. It was group social fapping. They were the fap four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. Yep. Is Thank it you. weird that I assume all group fapping is speed fapping? Yes. Yeah. It seems like it. So, oh, you think it was like a race, like a fraternity yeah. on the cracker <laughs> thing? No, I think it was just pure socializing. Okay. They were on speed, though. <laughs> Almost certainly. Okay. They it, popped a few greens. Yeah, it was the 50s or whatever. They were drinking <laughs> the leaded coffee. Right, yeah. right. Got it. Uh, okay, well, let's okay. Uh, play the call, Brian. Here we go. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. My name is Justin, and I'm calling in with a response for Liz Feldman's request of have people eaten moldy food. I've definitely eaten some cheese that we've cut the mold off of. And, Jesse, you are 100% right to be upset by that. I'm sure a lot of people do this all the time. I also wanted to let you guys know about previous things that I've yet to respond to. <laughs> I God. am one of your listeners who is Polly. I do own a Fez. I have had a drug rut. I have gone on a costume date, a Mad Max-themed ball event. I have been on three separate submarines. The Scorpion next to the Queen Mary in Long Beach, and then two additional ones down at the Maritime Museum in San Diego. Yeah, I went on those. Replica weapons are things that I definitely have. <laughs> I've built myself two Thunderstick replicas from the Mad Max film. Wow. Yep. I have a Tonks wand from Harry Potter, as well as the Elder Wand. I had a question about your three-wheeled motorcycles. You did not include ATCs. If you count those, I've definitely done that. And the last thing was your karate in public. I left a message earlier that I was definitely nervous on, and I hope you'll understand why. I was a third-degree purple belt by the age of eight. Now, with that, if I admit that I've used that karate in public, would I be perjuring myself? <laughs> I've only given you my first name, Justin, and I won't give any more information. So I suppose I'm taking saying that I have used the blocks that I was taught, but I have not used it offensively. Well, I hope this is a cleaner cut for you, and if you choose to use it, maybe that'll be better. Have a great day, and I really appreciate you guys and your show. You mean a lot to me, and you helped get me through some real hard times. I was recently diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder, and listening to you guys and laughing is a good way to keep my mind off of all the voices in my head. You have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you, Justin. Incredible. Bipolar is a son of a bitch. We're thinking of you. I was applauding his list, not the ailment. Yeah. Which is bad. It's a great challenge. Yeah. Great challenge. I'm sure. Uh, Wow, that was a list. I am impressed. I'm impressed with how many things this person has accomplished. Yeah, what a life. From the cheese to the submarine. Yeah. And I love the thing about the uh, the karate, just because the person knows, like, what you're not is... supposed to use it offensively. Right. It's right? De- for defense only, self-defense. You you learn it so you don't have to use it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that in the movie. The man makes his own replica weapons yeah. from Mad Max. Sure. He's not just doing Lord of the Rings whatevers. God, I'd love it if he made one of those like uh, those like crazy swings that they swing off off the back of the cars. Yeah. Be- oh, from Fury Road? Sure. F- fucking Fury Road. That was like the greatest yeah. movie that's ever been made. That shit was Holy shit. insane. Yeah. <laughs> insane. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you're hey, if you're out there, why stop at the handheld weapons? Make some car swingers. 
That should be your next project. One of those fire guitars. Fire guitar. That's where I'm going for. Eight strange fire guitar. Bullet Town. You remember when that uh, there was a viral video of the like pre-digital effects shots of the special effects shots from uh, Mad Max Fury Road? I oh, don't. I did not see that. I am not a. I'm not Mr. Viral Video. I mean, I'll look at a a <laughs> hundred dogs swimming in a swimming pool. I'll watch that. Cats playing piano. Sure. But a pop culture yeah. related viral video. I'm not that into. Mm. I fucking clicked on that shit so fast, <laughs> and I was so Took pumped about it for oh. like three weeks afterwards. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at these crazy fucks. You know I'm going to look that up now. Those Australian oh. death wish havers. Oh, my God. I'm sure it was a safe set. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, wow, this is this is kind of amazing. I mean, I would maybe this maybe this is the start of a new sub competition because I think what this needs to be is sandwiches versus underwater <laughs> war machine. Yes, I was going to say who has ticked the most boxes. Oh wow! I mean, right now, I mean, I don't see anybody beating like, Justin anytime soon. What's left from those questions we asked? Yeah, I didn't hear Fez. No, he said Fez. He said, said Fez? Fez. Yeah. Fez? Shit, dude. Definitely has a Fez. Bowling shoes, maybe. Bowling oh, shoes. Bowling and he's, shoes. And I didn't hear cover band either. Yeah, yeah. cover band Ooh. and uh, Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Speaking of which, congratulations on a very successful run. Both of our listeners made it to the semifinals of the Jeopardy Teachers Tournament. Uh, they, they will go no further. Mm-hmm. They were both killed in battle. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. yeah. But uh, congratulations to uh, both of those George Jesse Go listeners. When you lose, there. Trebek asks the audience for a thumbs up or a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, yeah. Who has orchestrated these games? <laughs> the sky door opens, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, yeah, sure, right up the sky door. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would, if anybody thinks they can beat Justin, I would love to hear about it. I don't yeah. think it'll happen anytime soon. And that's a sub-competition now. Yes, mm. yeah. which involves being on a sub. Yeah. <laughs> and also, if you're a submissive, give us a call. Yeah. <laughs> I want to receive those calls for personal reasons. <laughs> do you think a Do you think a dom in a in a sub dom relationship is ever like make me a sub? Probably. And then they both have a good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> we have fun. This is fun. Like it's a sex thing, but it's we're fun having too. a blast. We're not afraid. We're not afraid to laugh at life's little quirks. Right. That's what that means. And then, they, they, then, uh, then the uh, the sub reads Ziggy to the dom. <laughs> What's happening with Ziggy today, slave? <laughs> well, dark master. <laughs> slave. That's a, that's a very what specific... will happen if nobody gives Kathy the chocolate? <laughs> Um, Very specific role playing right there, right? I yeah, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've never done Ziggy Kathy <laughs> stuff, <laughs> not not as much as I should. Apparently, yeah, yeah you got to uh, spice it. Clearly, up. I'm behind the fucking pounding that Ziggy gives to Kathy, <laughs> unreal, and vice versa. Vice versa, fucking too. pounding, double entendre. Yeah. 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 Um. Well, yeah, Brian. Let's hear a little bit about the results. Okay. Um. So you were right. Mold ran away with it. Yeah. Um. But it, it almost. Every single person who wrote in or called said, yeah, everyone I know does this. You're going to get a million calls. <laughs> this is obvious. Who doesn't do this? And surprisingly enough, we didn't get that many. Like, yeah. we only got 47. Somebody, really? Somebody, yeah. on the, uh, uh, somebody on the Reddit, I'm going to say Biggie and the Mets. Mm-hmm. It might have been Hunter Ellen Boss. Somebody on the Reddit mm-hmm. said the, the problem with Feldman's one is that 
it's so unnotable that people aren't even going to be able to motivate themselves to call. It'll be kind of a paralysis that happens. Which is sickening to me. That you wouldn't call. You owe it to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've been we've been dancing for your dollars for 12 years right. and you can't pick up the goddamn telephone call on a Sunday and call your mother? Yeah, I mean, I do think that that's an interesting point is that, like, like I think what motivates people to call in this is an excitement. Like, I do that. That's right. me. I've done that. I am a mold eater. Right. It's sort <laughs> not of a, a powerful identity category. Right. It's a kind of a recognition of one's yes. life. Right. Yes. An acknowledgement that someone has lived. Uh, yeah. And the mold thing, that's that's interesting. I remember hearing a study once or seeing a study about disgust that had to do with like a roach versus a, a piece of bread that fell on the floor. Like most people will cut the part of the bread that fell off the floor. But if a roach crawls on the bread and they're like, oh, we cut the part that the roach climbed on, people won't eat it because to, and psychologically the bread is the roach now. Oh. So for some people, the mold and the bread are one. Sure. And then to some people, the mold is over there, mm. and all of this is safe. Yeah. Like I am Spartacus. <laughs> right. Either one person is Spartacus, and they're over there, <laughs> mm-hmm. or everyone or we're is Spartacus. All Spartacus. Yeah. And this call to see, and we call eating. By the way, Jordan, um, I know you've done some children's television work I lately. Yes. Uh, do you think you could help me pitch Spartacids? <laughs> No, I cannot. Not in good conscience. <laughs> Spider kids fighting to the death for the pleasure of Caligula. Spider kids. Raised here we go. <laughs> you just Spider kids. All right, lift Porn. your sword. Kermit. <laughs> Kermit's in this. Oh, I'm Christian. <laughs> they threw me in here to fight a pig. Ironic. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was great. It's ironic because he loves a pig. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all Babe right. from the movie right. Babe. That's your Kermit loves. <laughs> That'll do. Who, uh, Brian, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Got to get uh, it in Brian, there. What else, uh, what, what else did we learn from this? What were the other numbers? Got to um, get it in there. That's what Ziggy said to Kathy. A mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, couple interesting uh, Buffy interactions here. Okay. okay. Uh, one person hung out with Amber Benson all night and didn't realize she was famous until the next week. Oh. Well, who's Amber Benson? Is that Buffy's friend? She was Tara. And, oh. Uh, is, that, is that Willow's? Uh, yeah, uh, that's who uh, Willow was married to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Willow, that's Buffy's friend. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, she has a lot of friends. Well, but her best friend is just the Willow. One. Just the, yeah, yeah. Well, say. she's pretty close with glasses, man. That's true. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, we had a couple people who, or one guy who knew people who wrote the Buffy tabletop game. Uh, <laughs> okay. That was the most kind of. You're saying uh, that doesn't count? Extraneous. Yeah. Do we I didn't know, know okay. there was a tabletop? That was the farthest. Yeah. We had a couple crew members, couple extras. One person, their minister. Uh, at the Unitarian Universalist church that they attend, played a housewife type on an episode in 2002. See, now that counts. That's good. That counts. If you're a Unitarian minister, by the way, thank you for uh, letting us know the denomination. (laughs) (laughs) It's very important to the story, I think. Unitarian is the Buffy viewing of Christian (laughs) sex. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Semi-Christian. Yeah, I think that counts for sure, right? That's oh. like the most counting so far. That's great. That yeah. counts more than I'm giving half a point for tabletop. I mean, game. I would want to know if the tabletop game was canon. Right. If it was in universe. Right. Then we would consider it. But I'm going to have to read up on the lore of the tabletop game before we <laughs> before we make a ruling. Maybe you could just watch some YouTube videos about the tabletop game lore. Do you think there are? It's got to be. You think there's, there's a whole lore vids? Got to be. Love okay. A lo- love a lore vid. God. Recently, I watched an entire YouTube video that was just about. 
like a cassette changer that worked like a like a slide projector, like an automatic inter- slide projector. Oh, that sounds interesting. Multi cassettes. It was like twenty minutes long. I watched the whole fucking thing. Two <laughs> videos are pretty long. Just like yeah, it's just like this English guy going like, and as you can see, they they fall, they go into the slot, they come out. Nice action on that. And now I am about to try the Doritos Locos Taco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's so much excitement about the ingenuity. Yeah. Nice action. Uh, what was the final number on this, Buffy uh, Spray? Uh, twenty. Well, if we count the tabletop game, we're at twenty-three. If we don't, we're twenty-two. Pretty it's good. Twenty-two and a half. Yeah, I gave it a half point. Twenty-two and a half. <laughs> uh, most was Amber Benson. We had a couple. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people have met Amber a lot Benson. Of After s- Buffy, Amber Benson got into sword and dagger work. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. <laughs> couple Seth Greens. Couple Felicia Days. Joss Whedon in there. Um, was and... Felicia Day on Buffy? Yeah. Ah. She was one of the uh, one of the potential replacement slayers in the last season. Oh, I'm kind of disappointed that more of our audience hasn't met Felicia Day. Yeah. She's out there doing work. That's right. I did work with her. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even hey, think about Baron that. Vaughn. Didn't even think about Put that. Put Baird on the list. Put no, Baird on the list. I'm, I'm already on the list. 23. 23. Like, no, yeah, no, no, no. I don't listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, very close behind is the martial arts. Uh, 21. 21. 21 people wow, have used close. karate in real life. 21 in... Well, do you count a talent show as real life? Because <laughs> uh, that's 20 of the 21. Yeah, yeah that's all 20. No, there's one talent show in there. Uh, Did they have a demonstrator? Did they say, I need I need a volunteer from the audience? Right. <laughs> just, just kicks their ass on stage. Thank you. It was a lot wow. of schoolyard fights. Okay. And this yeah. this category was actually the, the most similar to like the extra... Terrestrial, or the the uh, the supernatural one that we had last week from Nick Adams, right? Uh, because it had the best stories. So uh, one guy said, um, uh, "When I was twelve, taking Kenpo karate in the nineties, <laughs> a neighborhood dick named Jason knocked me off fucking my bike Jason. and sur- Jason. surrounded me with a group of, ding- of his dingus buddies." <laughs> I wow. dropped him. Jason is fucking dingus, buddy. This person like, went back psychologically. I yeah. dropped him with a single kick to the chest, Ooh. walked off with my bike, and none of his friends did anything to help him. That was Matthew. Hey, Jason, if you're out there, fuck you. You're no better than Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have a listener. Took the who, Starlight Express to pure shame. Mm-hmm. Who is zero, zero and 2 in amateur MMA. Uh, so you, he says, so you can be proud to count the uh, 350th rank amateur lightweight in the Northeast amongst JJ Go listeners. Fuck yeah. Uh, someone does Chun Kek Do. Do you think the more times you lose, the further down the list you go? Or do you think all people who have never won are tied? <laughs> Just on that oh, list. Yeah. <laughs> tied for 350. There's 350 people at 350, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, and 17. Oh, to... my chest hurts. Looking uh, to... MMA ranking uh, uh, policies, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, the Chun Kuk Do is the martial art that Chuck Norris started. <laughs> wow, uh, someone does that. And uh, do you think they do it ironically? I mean, I think any sort of interaction with Chuck Norris has to be at least semi-ironic, <laughs> right? Any interaction with a Chuck Norris I feel like there's product, a question there. unless you're an actor on Walker Texas Ranger, in hey. this case, it might be semi-automatic, right? A lot of gunplay on that show, yeah. I would assume. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too, probably. Uh, wow, that's um, really amazing. Yeah, and then uh, this guy, he uh, he says, I've been training Brazilian jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai for a little over five years. I also worked bar security for a few years and have used jiu-jitsu when diplomacy failed me. One time I had to drag a man high on some substance out of a bar in a rear naked choke, all while he was trying to crush my balls. I've had, to, <laughs> I've had to use it quite a few times. Thankfully, I don't do security anymore. Oh, yeah, and I'm 6'10 and 300 pounds. 
that's Duncan. Wow, wow. Duncan. This I like. I like it when we're getting a little glimpse into the toughies of the audience. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple <laughs> toughies, couple bar bar security guys that, wow. that wrote in. Should huh. we make a T-shirt that says "Tuppy Tuppy"? Tuppy, sure. I mean, <laughs> there's like four guys who would buy it. Apparently, we should make a. We should see which we should put up a poll: Tuppy Tuffies or Huffy Tuffies? <laughs> right? Are you uh, people who are into BMX and MMA? Right. Uh, and then the last, the last one here uh, is uh, is a little bit different. Uh, I've never had to use any of the fighting skills I've learned in karate class when I was a kid, but I did learn this thing where you stand pigeon toed, move your hips forward and down, and exhale, which closes your inner sphincter or whatever and makes it easier to hold in a poop. Whoa, <laughs> that is a martial art. Yeah, right. That's definitely an art, at least. The the empty hand, the clenched anus. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I mean, students I, in line. You we will, have a very special class for you. <laughs> you will pass when you snatch the poop from my ass <laughs> and sing. Oh man, the problem. You know what the problem with those toothpicks is, Baron? Without <laughs> a that? base, without a yeah, trace. Yeah, right. That's, <laughs> that's very silly. Without a base, without a trace. Um, this has been very uh, illuminating. Yeah. Very, Educational. As always, the results to these are always interesting. Infotainment. Yeah, right. I would exactly. Call it. I love it. Yes. Hey, Wait, so Adam geez. ruins everything. We're entertaining and educating, too. <laughs> yeah, we, maybe we have fewer sets than you do. Sure. And nothing's been ruined this entire time. That's nothing's true. We haven't ruined anything, let alone everything. <laughs> also, we wish you the best of luck. Yeah, you're a great guy, and I look forward to seeing you on the video game chat thread we're on together. <laughs> Threatening people with compliments. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, boy, this is, yeah, I mean, I think this maybe, you know, uh, I think the, the next course of action for us is to book Amber Benson on the show. Hey, there you go. We gotta get we'll get at her. Let's do it. Let's genuinely try and get her. But then, because then some people will go, oh, my old friend Amber is on the show. <laughs> I mean, I have Felicia Day's email address. I mean, I, Benson was such a clear winner here. Benson's in the street. She's out there meeting the fans. Do you I had think an awkward... we could get Robert Guillaume? <laughs> I don't hey. know. Star of the show, Benson? <laughs> no. He's, he's gone. Could I... we get Bunsen? Bunsen Honeydew? You could get yeah. to, to Burn? Is he yes. here? <laughs> Baron? <laughs> I know Kermit was here earlier. No, no. I only have Beaker. That's okay. Um, I had an awkward interaction with Nathan Fillion at a wedding once. Oh, God. A lot of fun. I can't even imagine what it would be like to have an awkward interaction <laughs> with Nathan Fillion. A lot of fun. Least least awkward man in the world. Yeah. I was the one who was I was being awkward. He was being a real charmer as per usual. All you do is you, you, you start by saying, I hate Firefly, and then see where it goes from there. <laughs> hey, it, Fillion! I guarantee you it will be awkward. I'm a Castle fan, <laughs> but I hate Firefly. Hate it. Hate Serenity. Hate Firefly. <laughs> I watched it all. I love Firefly. I watched it all because I hate because it. Because, oh, it was a hate watch. Seems like it wouldn't make I'm sense. I'm pretty into Death Race. <laughs> I don't think he was in Death Race. He wasn't he was... in Death Race? No. Uh-uh. I think yeah, he Jason was. Statham was. He played, he played the race. Okay. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> I'm, that's stupid. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, 
uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes, and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. La, 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 la. It's new promo time, James. Ooh, what you got in that gay? How about this? You need more black friends, Minority Corner, every Friday. Uh, okay, but girl, that doesn't say anything about how we're a podcast that talks about queer issues, race, politics, and pop culture. Now it does, because I've already hit record. Oh, girl, you so sneaky, you be Linda tripping me. Minority Corner. Learn, laugh, and play. All from a perspective that's black, queer, and ladylike. Because nobody puts minorities in the corner. Every Friday. <laughs> la, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Baron Vaughn, a man with a challenge. Okay, so let's get into this challenge. <laughs> Baron brought this up. He's now splaying his legs wide. That's right. Like he was a man on the New York subway mm-hmm. three years ago before we learned about manspreading. It's because I'm about to give birth to a challenge. <laughs> Uh, Do you want an epidural? (laughs) (laughs) No, I want to feel everything. Wow. Uh, Let it loose, baby. Push, push, push. (laughs) Ouch. I'm all about sound effects. (laughs) What's this challenge, Baron? Let's get serious here. Well, I was just, you know, hearing. This is not a comedy program. (laughs) Not anymore. So, yeah, you were saying that you, we were kind of talking about the future of this segment off the Mm -hmm. We were saying that maybe we want to take it in the direction in the future of maybe trying to hit specific numbers. Maybe finding, you know, see if we can find something that no one has done or like exactly 20 or exactly 50 or something you were saying that you think you have one of these where you can get exactly 15 i think that i i would assume 15 people would call in that have done this thing that i i would ask okay when once given permission mm-hmm. yeah once once someone gives me the action i will ask it okay time to ask and go okay uh how many people have eaten at vidges in Vancouver, <laughs> British Columbia. What's that? Vidge's is one of the greatest restaurants on the continent of North America. Okay. Really? It's an Indian restaurant. Uh-huh. I dream about this place. <laughs> it's one of the... I still... When I think about Vancouver, I think about going to that place. Wow. It's that good. And I wonder how many people have had a meal there. Okay. At Vidge's. V-I-J apostrophe S. I'm... I'm I I cannot wait to hear the results. Michelin of this. star this wow. restaurant. Michelin star, not expensive. Okay. I mean, that sounds like the best of both worlds. Do there. you know what a Michelin star okay, I'm done. Yeah. Um I, this is yeah, great. I mean, one I of the do tire company's famous food evaluation. <laughs> yeah, well, they invented it getting people to drive wear out their tires. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I think Jordan, that... <laughs> talk like this now. Oh, I guess I'll have to talk like it too. <laughs> so I'm not I couldn't understand you. But That's okay. I appreciate you. <laughs> I need to work on that. <laughs> I didn't have theater classes. <laughs> My enunciation is very, Perfect. very good. Perfect enunciation. Uh, I, I mean, I think just based on, you know, anecdotal, you know, who I see on Twitter, I do think we have a lot of Canadian listeners. Yeah. And I would think that we probably have a lot of Canadian listeners in Vancouver. 
who maybe are foodies and out there trying new restaurants. But I was, if I was going to pick, world. if I was going to pick a Vancouver activity, I would have picked attended the Sunday service, mm. uh, the comedy show from which Stop Podcasting Yourself draws all of its guests. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, or seen, uh, seen a squirrel that's a weird color. Oh yeah, I would assume you have a lot of people that have attended the Sunday service. I. Mm. Have you done it? Have you done that show? No, I haven't. But I've been on Stop Podcasting Yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so here's here's what I'm going to say. I think I can get close to 15. Mm-hmm. How many people have been on a hovercraft? Ooh. Uh, okay. I predict 13. Oh, I like this. An unlucky okay, number. Okay, so I've got to hit 15. Yeah. How many people out there? Mm, let's see. And I'm talking about a real hovercraft, not like a thing at a science museum. Okay. Like written it down the street? Like it go down, like it goes down the street and then goes in the water. Okay, like the end of Rumble like in the Block. Could Rocks. do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They run over that guy and you can yeah. see his butt because it tore his pants <laughs> off. It was a rumble. It was a. Ru- hey, he was warned. If it's a rumble in the Bronx, shot in Vancouver. Sometimes you're gonna get run over by a hovercraft. Hey, I didn't know this was a rumble. I thought this was sword and dagger stuff. <laughs> but they're, oh, don't tell me they're still downward just here. <laughs> oh, That's very good, the Bronx Thank is you. changing, I tell you. <laughs> Those are the most accurate Brooklyn <laughs> or Bronx <laughs> accents I've ever heard. They are Brooklyn or Bronx. <laughs> Brooklyn or Bronx. Yes. They are both. Not Staten Island, but Brooklyn or Bronx. Um, how many people here yeah. in our listening audience right. have, um, oh, shoot, 15. 15. Ooh. Should have thought about it. Should've I should have thought about it. You had locked me. and loaded, but it was a 20. No, I know, and I have to throw it out. How many people here mm-hmm. have had a negative experience at a Blink-182 concert? <laughs> <laughs> a negative. How many people have been to Blink-182 and had a negative experience? It's got to be negative. negative. experience. Yeah. Mm. Could they also have had a positive experience? If... If you can recount one thing in the experience that was negative. There's going to be way too many people that have had a positive experience. Yeah. Negative like, is going to <laughs> narrow it down to that 15. Yeah, because if, yeah. if we cut out all the be- – like if somebody like – somebody had a beer spilled on them. Yeah. But then Blink-182 played their favorite Blink-182 jam, that doesn't cancel out the beer. No, Even yeah. if it was a net positive experience. Right. I also have a follow-up question. Please. Okay. Um, do the members of Blink-182 count for that? <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. If they call it and said, hi, it's Mark Hoppus. Yes, I, I, I would love to hear Blink-182. I would like I'm having a negative experience. <laughs> yes. I have been unable to make yes. my uh, non-Blink-182 <laughs> career sufficiently successful that I can eat from it. Can't get it to Hoppus. Yeah. Uh, Matt Skiba, if you're out there, give us a call if you've had a negative experience <laughs> during your time in Blink. Hit us up, Skiba! What are, what are you doing? I think Skiba lives by me. Really? Yeah. I've heard people who say they've seen Skiba out. Oh. Do they say that? Skiba out. I think like that's what he that? says when he's leaving somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, Skiba out. Anyway. And what's the third guy in Blink-182? Isn't there three guys in Blink-182? Like Travis Barker is the other yeah. one. Oh, Travis, Travis Barker. That's a famous guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's the famous guy from Blink-182. He can, he's the one who doesn't have to be in Blink-182 <laughs> if he doesn't want to. Got it. Does he producer. choose to be in Blink-182? I think it's probably fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's probably fun as shit to be in Blink-182. I mean, Raphael Sadiq doesn't perform with Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh, every now and then. Does he? If the Tony is right. <laughs> <laughs> they're nominated for no. Yeah, oh, okay. If they're nominated for a I have no award. idea. I don't think they've talked to each other. It, Baron, it was a big breakup. You have no idea yeah. how ready I am to buy plane tickets to New York and $200 tickets to see If I Had No Loot, the Tony, Tony, the, Tony musical. The musical, <laughs> Yeah. And it starts with, it never rains in Southern California. Because, yeah. You know, it's got to be moody when you walk in there. Right. And then Tony, Tony, Tony wins the Tony. Come on. 
That's what you all want. You, all you, you would rip it up and go, Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. And then you give them the, <laughs> the Antoinette Perry. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way, to Tony Danza for hey. the Tony that he won for playing Raphael Sadiq. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so no, you, it, it, you can regard. Hey guys, I love Oakland. <laughs> you can regard. <laughs> Who wants to Oakland stroke? <laughs> People would be very upset. They'd be like, ah, they're whitewashing it again. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Danza. Another one. Tony Danza, Ralph Macchio, and Scott Bale. Why? <laughs> Why? Hey, they're like, we want to do it with all 80s heartthrobs. Just do it, Jersey Boys. Just Why do are they it, Jersey this? Boys. What can I say? I love the Tonys. <laughs> Those guys, they have <laughs> the Talking pipes. about Tony, Tony, Tony. It's oh. the new deck swing coming at you. I feel like that's a that's going to be fifteen people. Fifteen yeah. people, people who have performed in the Tony Tony who have Tony opened for Tony Tony, Tony, Tony. So yeah, so what? So yeah, so you can you can wait. Ha- I'm changing mine. How many people have seen Tony 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 in concert? Okay, you want to change it to that? Okay, and I'm talking no hovercrafts. Look, if Dwayne Wiggins was fronting mm. the band, that's fine. It doesn't have any incarnation of Tony cut. Tony Tony. But Raphael Sadiq. Uh, Raphael Sadiq's soul concerts do not count. Okay. No, Nor no. do co- concerts where Raphael Sadiq is. Well, he uh, does a medley of, of songs. Performing with his uh, ex girlfriend, Joss Stone. Oh, goodness. So let's, yeah, hit us up 206 984 or give us an email. Um, JordanJesseGo at gmail.com. What's our email? Yeah, JordanJesseGo at gmail.com. Got cam. <laughs> That's for our live cam shows. <laughs> JJGo at maximum. Where you watch us jack off. JJGo at maximumfun.org. <laughs> Brian, we should make a website. You're, you know about internet websites. Make a website at maximumfun.org slash call. C A L L. Or maximumfund.org slash the final call. Mm-hmm. And that can be for the uh, Nation of Islam listeners. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If Minister Farrakhan is listening, maximumfund.org slash the final call. But maximumfund.org slash call, if we're, uh, f- and they can type their thing in. Or you can email us at jjgo at maximumfund.org or call us at 2698445. Like a click box. Like yeah, a- I, th- I think we can do. Someone emailed a couple day, uh, a couple weeks ago and said we could we might be able to do like a Google sheet for it. Yeah. Like a Google. Uh, yeah, Google form. Yeah, Google hmm. form, yeah. Yeah, make a Google form at maximumfund.org slash call. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, and make a color form. It helps you learn math. <laughs> and then you can just kind of click a box for this yeah. to answer. So, yeah, so next week uh, we're going to try and hit 15. Click, clack, motherfuckers. Maximumfun.org <laughs> slash call. Uh, Baron Vaughn, thank yes. you so much for being on our show. Good to be here. Uh, your new television program is what? It's called The New Negroes. We're talking about stand-up comedy? It's a stand-up comedy variety series, yes. We're talking about sketch comedy? There's a there's a little sketch, but more music than sketch. We're talking about music, uh, funny music and not funny music? <laughs> right? The music is not necessarily funny, right. but the themes are comedic. Right. But insightful. Comic themes. We're but, looking for Ed insights here, Sure. Jordan. We love them. And this is on the Comedy Central Network. On the Comedy Central Network, yes. Where can I get that? On my lo- from my local cable provider? I literally have no idea. Your local <laughs> your local cable provider, yes. And then also if you have some apps, some app portals yeah. like the Comedy Central stand up app. Sometimes people do it through <laughs> through Amazon, like you and the Stars app. Love the Stars app. Um, I'm more of an HD net guy, yeah. but mm-hmm. go ahead. You seem like it, a, sl- a slingbox kind of a, uh, a dude. I love to slingbox. Just to love to slingbox them. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it'll be up up there in uh, in a bit, and you can get it there. Epics has all the latest music specials. <laughs> hey there, Cinemax Now. Yeah. Anyway. 
Cinemax when? Documentary now. I need it now. I need my Cinemax. <laughs> oh, I need it. Uh, give me my Cinemax. Uh, <laughs> what is that, Cinemax dog? <laughs> wow. I don't know. I made the noise once. I thought, that's an interesting noise. I wonder if I can do that again. It's time just to... the pure sound of desire is what that is. Guys, I'm having a blast, but it's time to end the program. No. <laughs> Fernandez. Brian Fernandez is our producer. Uh, you heard him on the program earlier. You can join us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can join us on Facebook by liking Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, we are on Twitter with the hashtag JJGo. Jordan is at Jordan underscore Morris. I am at Jesse Thorne. Baron, what are you on Twitter? Oh, I'm at Barvon Black with the Q. I'll sing it B-A-R-V-O-N-B-L-A-Q on both Twitter and Instagram. B-A-R-V-O-N-B-L-A-Q. <laughs> I went up here. That was the negative experience. Just <laughs> uh, like, what is this song? You totally sure. made it one eighty one. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, we'll talk to you guys next time on Jordan Jazzy Go. Robot. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.